Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Right now, we're going to talk about, you know, companies really pushing the envelope when it comes to doing things differently. For instance, think about this for a second. An environmentally friendly refinery. Is such a thing even possible? I know to a lot of people that might feel like an, an oxymoron maybe, but there are people out there who work on something like this. In fact, right here in Western Canada, they're working on this and they think it's very possible to capture the carbon from something like that. And what about doing something with all the fallen and decaying timber that we have in our forests? I mean, deadwood, that is also these days a wildfire hazard, isn't it? So could we do something about that? On both of these counts, apparently, there might be. Ian McGregor is with us now, the executive chair of a company called Hydrogen Naturally. Ian, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. This is, sounds like fun. It does sound like fun, doesn't it? Now, this, these things that we're talking about also sound a bit like fairy tales, but is it possible to capture the carbon from things like decaying timber? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I'll go on a, a bit of a ramble before I start. So I, I built something called the the Sturgeon Refinery uh, up by Edmonton in Alberta. And it's the first refinery in the world that captures the significant amounts of hydrogen or uh, carbon dioxide that are typically vented in the refining process. So it, it takes, you know, the kind of oil we have in Alberta, makes it into uh, diesel fuel. We capture the carbon. And in that refinery, uh, we capture about 4,000 tons a day of CO2. So that's, that's a lot. And we built a system which is the world's largest operational system for sequestering that CO2. And so we take it to central Alberta and put it underground safely and permanently. So I think you can do the same thing that we did in the oil refinery with something I'm calling a wood refinery now. And we take low-value wood fiber, so it doesn't matter where it comes from. It's the lowest-value stuff that's typically sometimes left behind or sometimes made into pulp or you know, things like that. And we can use that as the feedstock for a wood refinery and we can make hydrogen and we can put the hydrogen in other places to decarbonize things and we can sequester the CO2. So, you know, we've done all of this before. This isn't something that we're dreaming up and have a big technology risk. It's, It's things that we've done before. Okay. So are we in the process though of doing it again? Yeah, we are. Yeah, no, we're building, you know, we're, we're, we're getting ready to build one of these things near Edmonton. And the reason we have to do it there is that's really the only place in Canada where there's an operational carbon sequestration system that, that you can get into and, and sequester the CO2 in the process. So we take the, the low-value wood fiber and we make that into hydrogen and uh, sort of a derivative product of that is carbon dioxide, but we make it in a form that's easy and cheap to sequester. So we can do this so it's economic. So you talk about the low value wood there. A lot of this is the stuff that gets left on the floor, right? Like we're talking about cleaning up forest floors these days because of all the wildfires. Could this help with that? Yeah, I mean, we've even invented it since all the fires started. I think we've invented a new term for it. It's called high hazard wood waste. And so people are thinking, you know, the reason that these fires are so severe now is because there's, we've been so successful in fighting them in the past and there's a whole bunch of fuel on the floor of the forest. And when that gets, you know, when that gets going, it's really hard to put it out and deal with it now. And the fires are more severe. So that's all sitting around. And, and we think, you know, 
we you can't get to all of it because it's some of its very remote locations, but you can get to stuff that's close to people, and that's the stuff that's really creating a lot of problems for us lately. Okay, so you have to get the product though, right? Is that asking forestry companies to say, "Hey, start thinking about this wood." Yeah, so you know, I, I should say, you know, my partner in doing this. So I have a company called Northwest Capital, and we do strange stuff like this. And we're partnering up with Brian Fair, and and so Brian Fair is a sort of legend in the BC forestry industry. Brian knows trees, and we know pipes, and so it's a, a pretty good partnership. And our plan really is to is to try and do something. Uh, it, I'll, I'll give the story that you know I want to tell you is when I started I've been hearing for my whole life I'm an old guy so I'm you know 74 years old now from through my life I've been hearing about diversification in Alberta everybody's talking about it all the time and I just got sick of hearing people talk about it and I decided I'm going to do something and that's where the refinery and the carbon sequestration system came from and I keep hearing the same things about reconciliation and so I've been hearing that for my whole life and I'm just getting sick of it and I'm going to do something and Brian feels the same way so we're going to go to places where the indigenous people are the tenure owners for the forest. We're going to work with them to build pellet making operations there, and then we're going to bring the pellets to a, a big central location, a centralized location, and near Edmonton, where we can process this stuff and sequester the CO two. And, and that's the way you think that the fastest way of doing things these days. You know, you know, none of these things are fast. They have to be large scale, but we we have to, you know, we've we spend so much of the climate change agenda on new technology, and new technology takes decades to implement. And what we want to do is work at scale right now. All of them take a long time. Like it'll take us five years to build this plant, but when we build it, it will be a very large system. We're talking about taking, you know, four million tons of CO two a year out of the air. The trees take it out of the air and we sequester that CO2. So we think 4 million tons a year, that's a lot. That's as big as anywhere in the world. And we think we can build these things in other places. But Ian, I guess what you're also saying here, though, is that some of the answers in solving these issues around climate change are already with us. We just have to think differently. Absolutely. We have to use what we know how to do because we want to make a difference. We want to do it now and we want to do it at large scale. And what that means is we don't have time to invent things. We have to do things that we know how to do. And we do know how to do this. This is exactly what we did. with. The, it's the same processes fundamentally that we used in the oil refinery. Okay. So you're saying you're making progress on this? Oh, yeah. We're having a riot. It's a lot of fun, you know. And, and you, <laughs> we're, you know, we've got a team of about 10 people. We've been working on it for a couple of years now. And we're, you know, we're starting to gear up and do the engineering. We are working. Uh, uh, we have a site. We, we can't tell anybody what it is yet, but we think we've got a site now to place the thing. And, uh, you know, we're, we're negotiating to what to do with the hydrogen. We make a lot of hydrogen. So it's about 160,000 tons a year of hydrogen that comes out of it ultimately. And so we have to have a place to put that hydrogen, and we're working with the potential off-takers for it now. And then we have to deal with the CO2, and we're working with that, too. Uh, it's good to hear that like things are being done. I look forward to hearing about the progress. Ian, thank you. Okay, thanks for having me. I really appreciate this. Anytime. That's Ian McGregor, Executive Chair of Hydrogen Naturally. They are working to turn low-value wood, you know, decaying timber, stuff lying around at the bottom of the forest there, into more high-value wood. And that way they can clear it off the forest floor. It won't be such a risk for a wildfire situation, but they would also capture the carbon uh, that is a result of that decaying wood and turning it into something valuable too. Uh, So it is fascinating to see this new technology being used like this.